This is a Federal News Network podcast. House Democrats in their latest stimulus bill included a billion dollars for federal IT modernization. That's after a $3 billion proposal was left out of the CARES Act. Current funding for the Technology Modernization Fund is only $25 million. So why the need for so much more? This week, Virginia Congressman Jerry Connolly, in an online discussion hosted by CompTIA and several other associations, explained why. There's a recognition that it's got to be significant enough to catalyze agencies financially to retire these legacy systems they're maintaining and invest in their replacements. Um, And frankly, the amounts appropriated in recent years just don't do that. Um, They don't even begin to do that. And uh, if you're a manager of federal agency, and even if you are inclined to accept the recommendation of your CIO to retire a legacy system, that's a multi-billion dollar, multi-year effort, and it's going to be phased in, and you got to figure out the right technology to replace it. And when you experience a big budget cut, um, all of a sudden, that as a top priority starts to fade. Um, and now you're worried about maintaining the mission of the agency you had, trying to keep people working, not, you know, avoid rips and so forth. And all of a sudden that, that big dollar package to replace your technology system falls in the list of priorities. And that, that happens routinely uh, in this administration because so many agencies find at budget time that they've had, you know, big, big cuts, AID, EPA, uh, uh, you know, lots of agencies, State Department that have experienced real big 30 percent plus budget cuts. And all of a sudden this falls uh, in the prioritization. So we're trying to counter that by providing a critical mass that will have support in the Congress. I asked Connolly why the TMF is always such an uphill push in Congress. Why doesn't it have support in the Congress? Well, for a lot of members of Congress who are not particularly familiar with this subject, and that's most of my colleagues. Um, we already spend $96 billion a year in IT. So why do you need more? And so it's counterintuitive that, well, we have to explain, well, yeah, but $96 billion is mostly spoken for. 80% of it goes to maintain these systems. And so we don't have a lot of leftover capital to invest in brand new systems that are very expensive. And are going to take time to train people, equip people, and implement th- those new systems, install and implement. So um, it's, a, it's an uphill struggle to try to educate our colleagues. And um, uh, I, I wish the $3 billion had had survived uh, the Republican Senate, but it didn't. Um, and maybe the $1 billion is a manageable enough n- number uh, for my colleagues that it might survive. My hope is it will. We'll see. Given the low interest in the TMF agencies have shown, I asked Connolly whether they need a push on the management side to want modernization. There, I think we fall back on on the the framework, the legal framework we created in the FATARA bill, the Federal Information Technology Acquisition and Reform Act. Right. So we're about, we're coming up on the I think the, the fifth or sixth anniversary of FATARA. We're having our tenth oversight hearing on the scorecard. Uh, there are seven areas we score agencies on, uh, you know, data center consolidation, moving to the cloud, um, intellectual property management, um, and and the relationship of the CIO to the head of head of the agency. Some some of this is about management. 
Um, it's as simple as that, right? So if the CIO has the ear of the boss and everybody knows that, it's automatically a priority when I get a call from that CIO. If the CIO is still reporting to the deputy assistant undersecretary for widgets in the basement, uh, the you know, employees understand that's not a top priority, obviously, for the boss. Um, and so uh, we continue to make progress, uh, but it's, you know, it's a slow evolutionary kind of progress, not a revolutionary kind of progress. Now, will the pandemic aftermath change that? I'm hopeful it will, because I think, and we'll talk about it, but I think the pandemic has really exposed the weaknesses in our IT system at every level, federal, state, and local. You're listening to my recent online interview with Virginia Congressman Jerry Connolly. We also discussed how the pandemic has been a pressure test for federal IT systems, at least for some agencies like the IRS. I'll highlight three failures at the federal level, or or at least challenges, right? You mentioned IRS, Tom. Um, IRS was deliberately starved by Republican Congresses for eight years uh, in, in technology investments. Uh, and that only got turned around when the Republicans passed their tax scam bill. And that, and that put more burden on IRS to implement. But prior to that, for eight long years, they cut over a billion dollars in IRS's budget. It affected every facet of IRS's operation. And they did it for ideological reasons. Because from their point of view, IRS is the source of revenue that feeds the beast, the beast being the federal government. And so uh, out of ideological aversion to the IRS as this big intrusive federal entity that finances the whole enterprise, they were more than willing to start it. And so IRS has some of the oldest IT systems in the federal family. And what can go wrong with that? Well, when we put a burden on IRS to get checks out to every American, if you had automatic deposit, about 70, Amer- 70 million Americans did, that worked fairly well. Mm-hmm. But once we got to paper checks, the IT systems just weren't up to the job. They couldn't handle the volume. And so we're doing now 5 million checks a week. Uh, and, and that means that probably... We're going to we're not going to reach every American as was intended until September. That's a monumental failure and problem. Uh, And it's frankly a deliberate strategy. It's not because of IRS's uh, inherent uh, failures. It was a deliberate strategy by Congress. Problem agency number two, the Small Business Administration. At SBA, we've got a small agency of the federal government that suddenly has this explosive new mission that exponentially expanded the dollars it was expected to manage and do it quickly. And so what happened was we changed the criteria for eligibility. We expanded broadly the eligibility. We insisted on a fast timeline. Uh, The demand was even greater than anybody anticipated, which is why we had to do a second tranche of the PPP money. And we wanted them to expand the financial institutions they normally do business with. So if, if we're going to get to Main Street small businesses, you've got to be dealing with local banks and local credit unions and uh, you know, CDFIs and, and the like. You can't just rely on the regular banks who are normally in your portfolio. And remember that the volume that we expected SBA to uh, deal with was 
at least 10 times the volume they would normally handle over a decade. And we expect them to do all of this in a month. Um, their main IT system is eTran, and eTran has routinely crashed because of the volume right. uh, that, that I think makes sense given the scope of the economic collapse we're talking about. Uh, and so uh, several million small businesses finally did apply and get PPP loans, that many of which are forgivable, but there are 40 million small businesses in America. And so that means a huge swath of businesses still have not been touched, uh, which I think argues for the fact that we're gonna need more money. But the IT system at SBA was part of the reason a lot of people didn't get their loans. Connolly's issue number three is government-wide. Telework. So for years, there have been a number of us saying, push up the telework eligibility in the federal government. Uh, we, we finally reached about 20% of the federal workforce that was eligible telework. And the, this administration, two years ago, consciously decided to roll that back. Uh, and it started with uh, Secretary Perdue at USDA at the Agriculture Department walking around one day, and he tried to get somebody, and he was told that somebody was teleworking. And he said, that's it. Nobody can telework more than once a week, uh, and, which, by the way, really defeats the whole point of teleworking. And uh, we need stricter criteria for who is eligible. Then the administration systematically dismantled a big pilot program in telework at Social Security and other agencies as well. And so when the pandemic hit, of course, we needed people working remotely. Remember, the federal workforce is 2.1 million people, but you, you have easily that many, maybe more, who are federal contract employees who serve the federal government on the contract, and they're expected to show up to work if the federal government is not shut down. Um, and so there was enormous chaos. OPM had no clear guidance. It took them five memos to actually provide guidance of whether you could and how could you and who made the decision. And then they issued a statement about reopening the federal government, and that was equally confusing. But the technology infrastructure was not there to have a robust continuity of operations plan. Virginia Congressman Jerry Connolly from my online interview hosted by CompTIA. We'll post this segment at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's Sentence Clarity Rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.